Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Dawn Sinkula, CEO of Digital Dawn, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. Here on the Ecom Profit Podcast, I open Pandora's box and share with you and other ecom business owners weekly topics that will help you explode your business online. I outline my tried and true secret sauce, the D2D method, that's guaranteed to bring your business results. As an entrepreneur myself, I try to pull out all the same entrepreneurial passions in others. So get ready to be fired up about your business and let's have a great time. Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Don Sinkula, and today we have dear friend, sales extraordinaire, Renee Rebar with me. I have interviewed Renee before, early, early on in the podcast days. I think you were like my second or maybe even my first interview out there, but... We are here to talk today about some new and unique things that Renee has taught me as my own personal sales coach. But before we get into all of that, let me introduce Renee or have her introduce herself to all of you so that you know the amazingness that you are going to be hearing from. (laughs) Thank you so much, Dawn. Um, Yes, dear friend for sure. And I'm so lucky to get a front row seat to all that you've got going on in your agency and your consulting and your program. And so for me, I have been literally in hundreds of thousands of sales conversations. I have sold things for $15 and I have sold six-figure offers and then some things that had, you know, like a, you know, tangibility, like they were a product like e-com and then services, the invisible, uh, from AT&T to coaching to Soltech cordless phones. Oh, <laughs> they've got Sony guts, you know. <laughs> That was literally our pitch. Um, And what I often received during my career were lots of marketing materials and was said, go sell it. Yeah. (laughs) So I had to figure out who to talk to so that I could get into a conversation to even be in the position to have an offer made, no matter what the number was in that offer. And I knew that along the way, I had to also educate them in a way that helped them see the problem that I knew I could solve. And then I also had to indoctrinate them so they weren't saying, oh, that's good information. Let me go shop around and I'll get back to you, little lady. Yeah. So (laughs) I have a few strategies that have worked over time. And because of the time that I've been in sales, I did a lot of this, I would say more than half of it before the internet. So I didn't have the benefit of LinkedIn, YouTube, Pinterest, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. People have a trail now. But before I had all that, I still had a few strategies that seem to work all the time. And they still work. We just have more access to people to make them work. So I wanted to share that with you today. Yes. So first of all, this is going to be a fun interview because Renee and I always giggle when we're together all the time. So there'll be lots of giggling and things. But this, in all seriousness, this part of business, I think, gets overlooked so much because of the internet, like you just said. And I think a lot of business owners kind of come at it with the aspect of, well, I have to do Facebook ads. I have to do, you know, all the social media, all of the things, which again, from my side of things, being a marketing agency, I'm not saying that's wrong by any means. Keep doing it. 
But <laughs> there are lots of other ways to sell. And what you have taught me over the last year plus that we've been working together are these networking opportunities and ways to get in front of the right people without having the internet as sort of your safety zone, so to speak. So right. this program that you've kind of developed now over the last six months, can you talk a little bit about the program itself? And then we'll go yeah. dive deeper into these strategies that you, they're, they're not maybe new strategies, but they're they're reinvented, I would say, strategies that you've come up with. Right. So um, through the, the work in my one-on-one -on -one consulting, I have a coach who's helped me master the fact that I could put them into courses and sell them without being there. It was a magical thing. Thank you, internet. So I don't <laughs> want to uh, disparage that. But yeah, so the, the course and the program is all about, about going to events and selling and also interviewing people and selling. So what is that first contact? So as opposed to someone having that first contact in their newsfeed of your business, your product, your service, who you are, what you're offering, your problems you solve. The first contact would be at an event. Maybe it's a, a, a conference. Maybe it's yeah. a chamber of commerce event. Maybe it's a an event that's hosted by your accountant and there's 50 people there that are all other businesses, but you sell to other businesses. And so rooms in person and also virtually. I know yeah. over, the, over the years that we had our global pandemic, right. everybody learned about how to connect and network virtually. Um, and then the other front end connection point is you don't meet anywhere that you don't show up in their newsfeed. You have not met virtually or in person at any event, any, uh, anywhere, anytime, but you identify them as someone who's a person of interest, someone you would like to know more about. But as opposed to just saying, Hey, I, I solved this problem. Do you want to get on a discovery call so I can uh, ask you enough questions so you can figure out how to buy from me? Cause that would be a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what we want to yeah. say. Like, we wish that worked because that's exactly right. what we want to have happen. Yes. But they have to kind of come at it from a different angle so that, well, two things happen. Number one, you have the best chance of success for what we actually want, but also to open the door to possibilities that we couldn't have imagined. Um, mm. Because when we connect with someone and it's not only about, hey, what's your problem? I can solve it. What we do is we end up having conversation threads that lead us to understand, wait, behind this person are a hundred other people yeah. that they could refer me to tomorrow that right. might open up bigger doors where that next conference I'm at, I'm speaking, I'm not attending, yeah. right? Or I might be, you know, upheld as the, you know, the, the guest speaker at, um, you know, in their mastermind or at their big event or something. Um, just other opportunities. So there's so many possibilities that we can't imagine. And so by approaching it in this second way that I'm suggesting interviewing, which is really what you're doing right now, you have a podcast platform. Yep. I think it's a great platform to help educate and connect with people that uh, can buy from you, that can learn from you, that can mention your name. Right. But by having that platform and really thank you, internet, we now have a reason to reach out to almost anybody. So somebody that you don't know at all, they don't know you, but you've identified them as someone that you want to get to know, not just to sell them, but to get to, to, to connect, to collaborate, yeah. who knows? Um, and to say, you know, I'd like to spotlight you. I'd like to interview you. Mm -hmm. And for those listening, have you ever been asked or invited to be interviewed or spotlighted on a podcast? Yeah. I think it's a great, I mean, I, you know, I've used my podcast to reach out to many brands that one I've admired, that I've, I've kind of stalked on the internet, <laughs> that I use yeah. their products and I think they're great brands. 
um, things like that. So I think that the, the reaching out piece, so how do you do this? Okay. So let's get into a little bit of the tactical pieces because a lot of times, like what you just said, you know, people will cold outreach, particularly on LinkedIn, right? Like we know LinkedIn is just, they don't do it well over there for the most part. So how do you do this kind of connection piece? Let's talk about the connection, um, like via podcast or maybe even an influencer that you want to go after or something like that. What's the best sort of approach to that via, you know, reaching out tactically so that you don't feel scammed? Perfect. That's a great question. And one that the people that are reaching out on LinkedIn or on Instagram or wherever you get, you know, someone sliding into your DMs that feels like, that feels slimy, it's usually because they haven't done this one step. And mm-hmm. that is leverage the power of the internet. <laughs> they have yeah. leveraged it to access you, but they haven't leveraged it for what it's actually meant to do, which is social media, to be yeah. social, to connect socially. So I have this little method called the bacon method, right? You know, everybody's heard of six degrees of Kevin Bacon, right? You know, right. and so I feel like with the internet now, it's like two degrees were related. Right. And so LinkedIn's a great example of this because you could actually go on LinkedIn and see how many degrees you are. And typically it's not six degrees. It's like three degrees. Yeah. You're related. You're not further than three degrees from the CEO of almost any company. Yep. Which is pretty awesome. Right. So the part, this one step, <laughs> this hidden step, this secret step, once I reveal it, you'll be like, oh, well, that makes sense. So here it is. <laughs> I want here it you is, to- everyone. Here it is, everyone. Hold your breath. I want you to think of it like this. You've identified somebody of interest. You've identified somebody that you want to reach out to. And maybe it's a hundred somebodies and maybe it's five somebodies. You've identified these people. Then the very next step should not be, hey, how you doing? Uh, let's ha- I'd like to get to know you better and find out more about your business. Let's set up a time and a date to have a call. Now, here's the problem. There's nothing wrong with that actual message. The yeah. problem is, is that you missed a step in the middle. And so the step that I want you to take, identify, between identify and direct outreach is look them up. Now, the people that I work with, I call this loving them up because I want it to be less of a stalking experience than, <laughs> than please don't, <laughs> more of an admirational experience. Like if I were literally working for the New York Times and I was a journalist and I wanted to interview Michael Pollan. I should know his bio. I should look up and read and consume his recent content so that when I have the opportunity to speak to him, I don't sound like an idiot. Right. <laughs> Shocking. Shocking. <laughs> One would think. And One so, would think. But they don't. We don't no, do that. We, I don't know why. It makes perfect sense to me. And there, are, and so it, I think, I don't know where people's dis, dis, like attachment with that is, but it's you're not stalking someone. They have think about what you post on social media. Right. I post a picture of my puppy. You say it's cute. I'm like, yes, she is cute. Thank you, right? Or I post a picture of my dinner. I'm like, isn't this amazing? I love this. And and you're like, that's amazing. I'm like, I know. So now we immediately have something in common based on a puppy and a dinner. Yeah. Think about how much more we might post about if we actually look at all the platforms, especially if you're selling to brands. Brands. Yeah are pumping out content like it's their job because it kind of is. Yeah. So when somebody puts out a piece of content on social media, even if it's their social media agency that does it for them, they're putting it out there like pictures of their newborn, right? Like, hi, see my baby? Is my baby cute? Look at the baby. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Look at the baby. (laughs) Isn't the baby cute? Yes. (laughs) Your baby is cute. 
And so by saying that, you light up something inside of them. And it's, now I just want to say this, you identify them as a person of interest. And before you DM them, I've just, I've just shared with you to go look them up and just say, I think your baby's cute, whatever that looks like, right? I look at their content, read their content, consume their content, subscribe to their email list, let a couple emails come in, read the emails and look for opportunities to be helpful but without being like, hey, I think your butt is big, or it's more like, hey, I just noticed your fly is down. I just don't want anybody else to know. So if you do go onto their email list and you notice egregious errors, it's not the opportunity or the time to say, your emails are bunk and I I need to step in. Instead, you could say something like, hey, listen, I love your emails. I love your brand. Um, this one sentence, I, it actually really struck me as, as something really impactful. And I wanted to talk to you more about the rest of the emails and how you're impacting the world because I see what you're doing in such a positive way. I see how hard you're working. I see you're striving to really make a difference versus the negative, which is, listen, the last four paragraphs, and I couldn't even barely get through. <laughs> so building, a, you call it like the connection point, right? Basically right. of how you would reach out to someone in that non-spammy way by going and loving them up or following them, absorbing right. their content, thinking through, looking, seeing, commenting, doing all that kind of stuff. And then when you right. get some familiarity with what they're producing or putting out, then it's the right time to reach out with Correct. with something from that content Yes, that then is the connector piece. So something that's oh, yeah. not just, hey... I, I got your email. I want to talk to you, but really something deeply, you know, kind of they would only you would only know had you consumed their content. Correct. And so because here's the fun. So and you said deeply and I'm, and I'm going to I'm going to say I'm not sure how deep it is as much. It's much deeper than most people go. But yeah. Let's just use the word relevant. Relevant. Right. Okay. It's relevant to them. So it's like if I come to you and I'm like, you know, housing rates in Florida are really rising. And you're like, and this has something to do with me because right why <laughs> i don't live in florida i don't own a home in florida i yeah. mean i like visiting there but you said home i mean like what <laughs> what <laughs> you know like you seem nice yeah. like you're not too weird but like yeah. why are you telling me this right yeah. so the yeah. the first question that every person asks themselves when they see something is is she talking to me yeah she's talking to me like, it, like this came into my inbox. You'd think that that would make sense. She's used my name, but I don't wonder if she's gotten the wrong number. You know what I mean? Right. It's kind of like, I don't know if that person that you're looking for lives here. Yeah. Yeah. So relevancy, <laughs> it has to be something right. relevant that will make them open it, look at it, respond to it. Because ultimately that's the goal, right? And, and you right. always talk about the more you can connect with someone- yeah the more likely you are to get the outcome that you desire, right? Whatever that is. So this is that first olive branch of, hey, I I am paying attention. I am relevant to what you said. I'm listening. I'm I'm looking. I'm watching. And now I'd like to connect with you somehow. Correct. Now, and you can say, I'd like to spotlight you. So if you don't have a show or you don't want to create one, um, great. You probably have a platform that you use, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, something, TikTok, and so you or YouTube, and you could say, I want to spotlight your business. So you could literally take a piece of their content that already exists, that they've already obviously approved, and you could share it 
to your platform. Now, the beautiful thing about that action is it doesn't matter how many people from your audience see it, like it, or comment on it. Mm -hmm. I want that to sink in because there are a lot of people that won't do this because they think, well, I haven't really been working on my audience and my Facebook business page is a ghost town and nobody comments on my stuff on LinkedIn. I'm like, you know what? That is not actually important to the person whose content you shared. When it comes down to the psychological effects, positive psychological effects that you have now shared because that you have now given that person based on what you shared. Yeah. It's the the act of sharing. Correct. The act of sharing it. So I want to spotlight you. So I was going to, I was going to share this piece of content. Is this the one you want? Is this the call to action you want? Because thinking back to marketing 101, what really works for marketing is multiple touch points. Yep. The more touch points we have, by the time we make an invitation to an actual offer, even if it's paid or unpaid, they're more likely to take it if you've had more contact points. We know that. We know. And so what I'm saying is every piece of content that they put out in the past seven days or seven years, whatever, between the point of acknowledging that they exist and that you want to speak to them more, you're not sure if they're a candidate or not, but you're interested in them. And before you actually reach out, get into their world so yeah. that when you do, you're relevant. Yes. And you can share what they've shared to them. So the first thing could be, I want to share, I want to spotlight you to my audience. So don't let the fact that if you have zero audience, stop you from doing that because yep. it's the act of wanting to do it. The second thing is you could establish an interview series. It doesn't even have to be a formal podcast. You don't even have to have it on iTunes or Spotify or any of those places. You could, you don't have to buy a special microphone if you don't want to. You could literally just yeah. pop on a Zoom interview somebody and either use the video or not. You could, I had a client, she's a copywriter. She wanted to, um, she had a, a, a second party connection to Denise Duffield Thomas, which if you're listening to this, look her up. She's pretty fabulous, pretty famous for a couple of things. She wanted to be a copywriter on her team. She saw she had a job opening. So she took on her journalistic hat and she interviewed her and she did a Zoom recording for the interview. Never showed the Zoom recording because that wasn't a part of it. She wrote it because that's what she does. She's a writer. So I want to interview you, but it's nice to meet in video because video, like it feels like you know the person, right? Right, right. She ended up not getting that job, but she ended up getting referred by Denise to like three other companies. Right. Connection. Right. Connection. Right. Connection. So for listeners, that piece of it and and the building the bridge to reach Mm -hmm. out is so important. And and I think, you know, if you get nothing else from that part of this, listen to Renee and listen to what she's telling you. Because I personally have done it, right? I have done it with several brands that I have spotlighted on the podcast. I have used that methodology. I've reached out and said, hey, I've been following you. I use your stuff. Or I think this is really cool. I saw you were doing X, Y, and Z. I would love to feature you on my podcast, so on and so forth. And then that can lead to other things, you know, job opportunities, agency clients, influencers, selling things, whatever that looks like. That piece of it, just it's amazing. And it's easy. It feels more comfortable too, right? Right. Right. So if you're, if you sell lipstick, it's, I'm not suggesting that you start to, to DM or start to interview or spotlight your customers. But what yeah. I am suggesting is maybe you start to look at executives at Ulta, Sephora, Target, and yeah. spotlight them. People that are influencers or decision influencers or decision makers in the company's places, rooms you want to be in. 
Right. So let's shift to getting in those rooms. Okay. Yeah. So when, when we're in the rooms and now people are really starting to go back to a lot of conferences, you and I have been mm-hmm. to many conferences together, but there are more yeah. and more and more conferences starting. And I think 2023 and beyond will be totally full of conferences now that, yeah. you know, COVID is kind of over. So right. when you get to, <laughs> when you get to those conferences, Everybody thinks, okay, well, I'm here. This is the networking time. But what you've taught me is it starts well before you even go to the conference. Talk about that a little bit. And what are some things that you should have planned or thoughtful kind of, you know, appropriate things that, you know, you need to know before you go? Absolutely. So even if you're just an attendee, even if it's just one day of a five-day event, I look at if I'm going to any spend the time, energy, money to invest, I want to look at before, during, and after. So any attend physical attending, I want to have things done before. The first thing I want to do before is I want to look at the sponsors. Is there, is there anybody there that I need to connect with? Who are the vendors? Who are the speakers? And then I apply the same practice that I've just shared with you about spotlighting them. And then when I find them, I seek to connect with them before. Mm-hmm. So get on their email list, follow them on social, send them a DM. I can't wait to meet you at the event. It's going to be great. We're going to have coffee or you never eat alone, right? It's a great book. Um, yeah. I'm going to the gym at 7 a.m. I'm getting a couple friends together or I have a reservation at this really awesome restaurant for six. We have a two, so we have two seats together. Do you and, and one of your people want to come with us? So that's the invitation versus, hey, I want to spotlight you, right? Yeah. You could also say, I want to spotlight you. So when I meet you, I want to make sure we take a picture and I can share your brilliance with the audience. I don't want to make it too big of an ask too soon, right? Don't go too fast too soon. But before I ever get to that event, I can use the fact that I'm going to that event and I'm aware of that speaker, vendor, sponsor, people that I want to spend time with as my reason to reach out to them, to meet Mm -hmm. them. Sometimes they don't respond before the event. They're busy. They don't get the channel. Maybe, you know, they don't listen. They don't respond to their, their email or their LinkedIn profile. That's fine. I'm still going to seek them out and I'm going to say, hey, I reached out to you and it might trigger a light bulb like, oh, you're yes. Right. Or they'll just fake it because they don't want to feel like, you know, <laughs> oh, they want to feel yeah. like they should know you and they don't. Right. Like right. <laughs> most people don't have the cojones to just walk up to you, a speaker or a, a vendor or the owner and, and just say, hey, but yeah. as the speakers and owners, we know that because we've been those people. That yep. we don't think we're above anybody else. If someone walks up to us, we're like, hey, we're happy to hang out because right. we feel actually a little isolated because no one's talking to us. We're like, we just talked on stage. Why are y'all ignoring me? You know, they're all like, there she is. You know, <laughs> right. Come up to me. Please talk to me. Don't make me stand here alone. <laughs> Awkward. Yeah. Awkward. Definitely. Right. So go up to them. So during the event, very simple instructions go up to them, get the selfie. I've never not once met a person who didn't know how to do the self. They were excited about it. We t- were together yes. and we were, we met Yamini, who is the CEO of HubSpot, a $2.5 billion company. Saw her walking through the lobby. We had just seen her on stage addressing, you know, thousands of people. And I'm like, yep. Hey, Yamini, I loved your talk. It was so inspiring. Mm-hmm. Can I get the selfie? She was like, boop. She knew exactly what to do. Exactly. Yep. Exactly how to do Struck it. A pose right there. Yep. Struck a pose. Exactly. So mm-hmm. then I was like, I will send it to you in LinkedIn. She's like, okay, great. Which I did do. And then yeah. I posted it and I said something nice and positive about her talk, about the event, about things that she cares about and that are also find her true. Tagged her, sent her a connection request. Now we're hanging out in DMs on LinkedIn. Now yeah. where that goes still to be determined, but it's never a bad thing for business to be connected. Right? Right. Right. 
I'm planting seeds. Easy, easy things to do beforehand. I think one of the things that you told me as well was to try to get an attendees list if that's an Mm -hmm. option and to try to seek out people even outside of vendors and speakers that could be good connectors for you or possible clients, customers, those types of things. So that's another option. Not always possible. But right. same sort so of- one thing, to, if I can't get the attendee list, one thing I can do is look who's using their hashtag, look who's commenting on their posts. Because if it's an yeah. event, they're pimping out, you know, they're marketing a ton. They're yeah. putting out a ton of content. So I want to see who's commenting on that, who's liking that. And I can use those actions to identify that person potentially as a person of interest that I would want to reach out to before and then meet while I'm there. Okay. So we're at the event. We've, yeah. we've gone there. We've taken the selfie. We've tagged them, posted, done all the things because that's so easy for most people. So easy. easy. Like, hey, can I get a selfie with you? And then instant connection on social media, right? Like, so that feels easy. But then what happens after? Right. Perfect. Lots of options is the answer. But I want to think about it before I even go. So before I pack my bag while I'm still in the pre-before session, do I want to invite them to to be interviewed? So I'll have three silos of where I might send someone based on the before and the during. So the the three afters are I might interview some or spotlight. I might have some sort of group thing that I'm doing. Hey, I'm having a, an afterglow party that I'm hosting on zoom next week. I'd love to have you come too, just because there's so much great content here. So much we're learning. We want to like have a little mini mastermind behind the scenes afterward and see how we're all implementing it. You know, do you want me to send you an invite to that? Yeah. Oh my God, that'd be great. Okay. What's the best email? All right. Let's get the selfie. Okay, great. So there's, there's a way to put somebody if I'm unsure about where they might fit or if they're just not necessarily, whatever. It's just easy. It's easy. Yeah. And I don't have to necessarily spend personal time with them. Yep. And then the other way is um, I could invite them to a call, like to actually give them something. So I could come with, like for you, I could come with the, the, an, the fact that I can give a free audit. Hey, I'm at the event. I'm giving away five free audits to great businesses that I meet here. I can only give away five. I mean, you're the owner. You can do what you want, but people don't put that together. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, five? What? Okay. Only five? Okay. It just gives some kind of urgency, obviously, yes. it some kind right. of number on it. And so they're like, oh, they feel like they've won something and they have. And so you can literally yeah. say, okay, great. Get the selfie. What's the best email to send you the invite? And then boom, I have an email template that I can swipe, send, and I have the time on my schedule before set aside so that I can book them right then and there while I'm on the spot. Yep. I have the selfie because everybody loves the picture of themselves. I mean, says every roller coaster ride we've ever been on, even if yeah. our faces are like, <laughs> yeah, we right? still, you still want to see it. it. You still <laughs> want to see it at the end. <laughs> was I, was my mouth open? What? <laughs> right? Like, and you've been with me enough times where you've seen some funny selfies. Right. <laughs> right. So everybody, yeah, that's true. Everybody wants to see it and it's easy. It's not a right. hard connection. Right. Correct. So an, a group thing, a one-on-one thing, or a helpful thing. Yeah. Um, and again, the, I, I'm giving very generality, you know, general advice here. These are generalities, but- Yeah, no, I think they're fantastic. We can apply the specifics. And so that's what I do. That's why I have a job, right? It's like, okay, so somebody says, well, that's great, at Renee. How does that apply to me? And then that's where I can take over and help yeah. them get specific. And so that's what I love to do. So one of the things that you've always shared as we start to wrap up here is that you need to think about people as 
I think you have three things. What do you, what do you connectors? Tell us those three things as so that people, when they're listening to this at the end, they, they have this in their mindset as they go think about how they're going to implement what you've just said. Everybody is either a client connector or collaborator. And so connector or collaborator. Okay. Because connector or collaborator. Right. Because sometimes when I just say, when I just said all these words and someone's like, that seems like a lot of work. I'm just going to DM people. (laughs) What what I'm going to say is you're missing out on the other 60% of what could happen for you because you're only going for the close. When there's so much more, take, you know, what's available to you. Your list, even if it's 8 billion people, is still finite. Yeah. Don't burn your list. Don't burn your leads. Right. So no matter how many you have, getting more isn't always the answer. Yeah. I feel so much in the sales side of things that people are climbing over their leads. They're hot for them. People that would totally open up new doors, new opportunities, climbing over them, past them just to get to some new hot, fresh number Yeah. who may or may not even help you. Right. So I think that's a really good place to think about things as you're reaching out, as you're collaborating, that those, not everybody that you come in contact with is going to be a customer or a client, but you think of them as a collaborator or as a connector, then it doesn't also seem as spammy or as salesy as it is just thinking about them and how they could help you maybe open some doors or connect to other people or so on and so forth, which is so much easier, I think, for a lot of people to think of it that way. And vice versa. I can't tell you how many people I've identified as a person of interest. That's the key. Interest. They're interesting enough that I want to develop some time with them. And then I end up buying from them because I need a really good copywriter too. And they happen to be a copywriter that is great. Yeah. That's so awesome. For example. As for example. Okay. So you have given us so many tactical, amazing things that I think our listeners could put into place today. So you listen to the podcast, go do the things that Renee says right now today and see how well it works because it does. I've done it and it does work. So if people want to find out more though, and they want to go to that next level layer, like you talked about, where can people find you? Where can they learn about this course that you have? Tell us where all the things are. Yes. So the best home for me, since I am all over the place would be ReneeRebar.com, my website, which is in the show notes in the show notes. Find her, look her up, buy her stuff. It's amazing. It will help you and you will sell a shit ton more by just implementing the few things that she's told us today. But when you really get into the course, there's so much more in there. You can't even believe it. It's amazing. So thank you so much, Renee, for being with us today. This is so helpful. And we will have you back again for another version of sales training that you are giving us. So thank you everybody so much for listening today. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Renee, and until next time. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like what you've heard, I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a review. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you'd like to see if you're a good fit to work with the Digital Dawn team, head over to digitaldawnagency.com forward slash contact, and let's book a call. Thanks so much again, and until next time.